Heisje. Listening to Saving Our Sisters podcast with your host, Vicki L. Kemp, author, Christian influencer, speaker, and mentor. This podcast is to empower and educate women across the globe to become better in life and living. Visit her at VickiLynnKemp.com where you'll find inspiration and encouragement. And also check out her latest products and services. Today's podcast episode is sponsored by the incredible company A&B Collections, whose founder and CEOs are Alexandria and Brian Guyton. You can check them out and follow them on the gram at A underscore B Collections or run over to Facebook and follow. Also, guess what? Check them out on their newly uploaded website at anbcollections.com where they specialize in creating beautiful, handmade, all-natural stone jewels for both men and women. And guess what? They are housed in the city of Bakersfield, California at 1516 18th Street in the store called Mama Earth where you can walk in and look at the beautiful jewels on site that they have created tailor-made for you in mind. Again, check them out at anbcollections.com. Go ahead, run over there on the website and claim your spring set. And also, you can request to have a custom set created just for you for all occasions. ANBCollections.com. Hello, my beautiful sisters. It's your girl, Vicki L. Kemp. I am your host of this amazing platform for women. This podcast, Saving Our Sisters, is designed for us to have some intimate, genuine, authentic, courageous conversations. Yes, all the verbs, all the adjectives is to explain how saving our sisters is so necessary for us because there's so much going on in the world always. There's so much going on with us always. And it's a good thing to come together and just talk it out. We learn, we glean, and we catapult, we grow, we evolve from having grown women conversations. And let me say, if this is your first time joining us, I welcome you. I welcome you to the conversation and go ahead and run it all the way back to your tribe 
your sisterhood and invite them to be a part of this amazing platform for women that is reaching across across the globe. You hear me? Across the globe. So I'm in my favorite spot in the house. If you have listened to previous episodes, you know that my favorite place to tape podcasts is in my bathroom. Uh Uh-huh. Real life, real people, real relationship. That is the theme of our church. And I just adopted that same theme for this podcast. Let's just be real. So I'm sitting in my bathroom and I like to tape when something hits my spirit. So I thought about the sermon yesterday that my husband so passionately listened. He passionately spoke about yesterday. Um, Don't be judgmental. That's what we're going to talk about on today. Don't be judgmental. And what he said was, touch yourself and look at yourself and say to yourself, remember when? Come on, y'all do it. Touch yourself and say to yourself, remember when? Remember when we were messed up mentally, emotionally, maybe psychologically, financially? And some of us are still stuck, but we have the nerve to cast judgment on our sisters. And I get it. I've been guilty of that myself. But I know how it feels for people to judge me. I know how it feels for people to mistreat, mishandle, and to lie on me. And let me say something. It don't feel good. It does not feel good. And we can say all day long, sticks and stones may break my bones, but words may never hurt me. That's a lie. I know it's cliche. People have been saying it for years. And for some, it may not hurt. But words hurt. So I want to encourage you to don't judge. And before you do, before you put your mouth on somebody, take an account to consider what their journey may have been. And I know this is a broad, let me do a disclaimer. This is a broad conversation, right? This can lead in so many different directions. It has so many definitions to be in not judgmental, but I just want to speak from the platform of being positive and not being judgmental to the point We sit in the seat of error. Y'all catch that? We sit in the seat of being wrong because we feel somebody shouldn't do it that way. Somebody should do it this way. I wouldn't do it this way. So that makes them wrong. No, no. You do your thing and let them do their thing. I've I've had conversations with so many sisters, so many little sisters, women that are younger than me. And let me say sometime women that are older than me, older than I am. I am 53 turning 54 years old this July 31st. And I'm excited. I love my birthday. But some people have had a challenging childhood. Some women have had a traumatic 
childhood. Some women have had um, a strange childhood. I wrote in my book, Grace in Deep Waters, a chapter called My Little Sister. And in this chapter, I talked about when I was a truancy officer working out of school, I had the privilege and the honor to speak with a young lady. She was amazing, beautiful, I mean, gorgeous, beautiful eyes. She had such an intelligent conversation, but you did not know that this young lady didn't always have a winning testimony. She did not always have a victorious testimony because she explained to me, she said, you know, I was raised in a home. My mom was an atheist. She said, I did not feel loved. It felt like in my home, it was filled with darkness and there was no life in my home. It was always dreary. My mom didn't show any love. And I was like, wow. But she was positive. But let me tell you how her journey was. And she said her her life as a young girl was so dark to to the point it led her to get the wrong friends, caused her to become um, addicted to drugs, cocaine, heroin, weed, alcohol, you name it. She ended up house sitting meaning she was from couch to couch, couch to couch. She left her home because she was tired of her environment, but she ended up getting deeper, sinking deeper and deeper into a downward spiral to where she was just house-sitting, going into homes where she could just find rest, where she could spend a night because she left her mom. She was sick of her environment. Not counting up the cost, that it would only lead her to a greater path of destruction. Y'all stay with me, stay with me. I want y'all to hear this story. So she talked about how one night she was so tired, she was so tired, she tried to stop taking drugs, but when she, when she tried to kick the habit, she got sicker. And I learned that when you have been on heroin and different type of drugs for so long, you have to be medically um, you have to be medically, uh, how do I want to say this? Cause I don't want to say it wrong. You have to medically be in a place where they wean you off appropriately. Cause you could literally die because your system has been so, um, filled with different type of drugs to now you cannot live without it. You, you crave it. Um, you long for it. So she said she tried to wean herself off and she got sicker. So she kept feeding herself drugs in order to feel better. Now, how crazy is that? But I said, I'm not going to have judgment because I don't know what that looks like because I've never been a drug addict. I've never been an alcoholic. But I said, OK, Lord, let me open up my heart and my mind to listen to what this young young lady is trying to tell me. So I listened to her and she allowed me to be into her world without judgment. Did y'all catch that? Without judgment. Before you can help somebody, you have to go into their world 
and feel and have empathy and sympathy for what they have been going through before you immediately start being judgmental. So she said it got so bad to the point she tried to commit suicide. I was like, wow, this is deep. So the Lord said, just listen, let her talk. Don't interrupt. That's another thing, sisters. I'm learning to stop interrupting and let people talk because that's pride. When we interrupt people, did y'all ever realize that? It's subtle pride when you feel what you have to say is more important than somebody else to the point you keep interrupting them. So I'm learning to be a better listener. So she tried to commit suicide. She woke up in the hospital not realizing what she had did, not realizing that she tried to take her life. And I said, wow. So she said they released her from the hospital. And she, at this point, went back home to live with her mother. So I asked her, I said, what changed your life? Because it's evident you're no longer on drugs. You're no longer on um, heroin, cocaine. You're at school. You're vibrant. You're in a good headspace. You are talking maturely. She said, when I got home from that hospital, from trying to commit suicide, from being in the dumps, from living in alleys, from house to house, from couch to couch, I was tired of my life. And I realized whatever my mom was going through, Whatever pain my mother was in did not have to be my story. Y'all catch that? Whatever caused my mother not to believe in God does that does not mean that I do not have to believe in the God that allowed me to raise up off of my deathbed when I tried to take my life. Hmm. Did y'all hear what I just said? So I said to her, and I can't say her name, I said, what happened? What changed it all for you? She said, when I walked in my home and I looked at my little sister, I said, I don't want to model death to my little sister. I got to take it slow because this is so powerful to me. She said, I don't want to model the lifestyle that I was living for my little sister. I don't want my sister to feel unloved and unvalued. And I want my sister to know that she is worthy of a great life. She is worthy of being um, everything that life could afford her positively. And I said, that's powerful. That's powerful. Did y'all catch the story? You never know what a person has come through. You never know where a person has come from. You never know what battle your sister in your immediate village, you know, the one that's acting strange, the one that you're talking about, the one that you're trying to figure out. You never know what they've come through. You never know that they have fought to be here. They have fought to exist Mm -hmm. So let's now go to the church. <laughs> let's go to the church. Let's talk about the sermon that my husband preached on yesterday. Before you judge, 
Remember the dumps that you come from. Before you judge, remember that some of us don't take it personal, but this is real talk. But if you do take it personal, maybe you need to look into your heart because this is an episode to really help somebody. Listen, we have not always been saved all our lives. Some of us come from drug addiction, addiction ourselves, from alcoholism, lism, from being prostitutes and dope pushers and gang members and gang bangers. But when God save us, what happens to the grace? What happens to the mercy? We immediately put on this cloak as if we have been saved all our lives and have been born with a silver and gold spoon in our mouth. And that is not the case. I really believe I'm so excited about this word on this morning. (laughs) It's a beautiful rainy morning in Bakersfield, California, and it is a Monday. I'm so excited that I could bless somebody and let you know, girl, you may not have it all together, sister. You may not have everything that you want because of your past, but stay focused. You're going to get there. Keep praying. Keep your mouth moving. Keep talking to God. Don't worry about the gangsayers and the naysayers, how they look at you. Now, I'm not talking to the people that can change because some of these behaviors we need to change. But the people that are being judgmental towards your sister, help them. I remember one time, I'm going to have to have my niece, Deandra. She don't mind me using her name because we're family. I remember when we were in church on Oak Street, when we pastored on Oak Street, 324 Oak Street. We had four suites over there having church. Look at God now. Look how the Lord has blessed us, blessed us to be at 5421 Algernon Court. An amazing church we have, Greater Harvest Christian Center. Check it up, check us out, theharvestlive.org. Um, but I can remember one Sunday, we had a break on a Sunday morning, and I will never forget this. And the Lord told me, see, that's why you got to close your mouth. That's why you got to shut up sometime, Vicki. That's what the Lord told me. Candidly, boldly, close your mouth. So I seen my niece, Dee Dee, and I said, Dee, what? What skirt you got on? Do you have a slip on? And she looked at me and her face literally dropped. And I said, what's wrong? She said, auntie, you don't know what it took for me to get here this morning. You don't know how hard it was for me to find something to wear to get the church this morning. And immediately I said, I'm so sorry. I'm so, so sorry. And I hugged her. But listen, even though I said I was sorry, even though I hugged her, I crushed her spirit. To the people out there that are crushing, to the people out there that are crushing spirits, be careful. Be careful how you use your opinions and judgment towards people. Because sometimes when we are judgmental, we crush a person to the point they may never get back. Mm -hmm. They may never recover from the words. There is a scripture in the book of of Matthews. It is and it goes like this. 
it is best that one tie a millstone around thine neck and to be thrown into the deepest of seas than to offend the least one. Be careful who you offend. Be careful who you judge. And before we judge, I'm talking to us sisters because this is love speaking on this morning with my beautiful head, silk head rag on. And I'm looking in the mirror because I like to look in the mirror and talk because I'm talking to you, but I'm talking to me so that I might be a first partaker of what the Lord downloads to me. Then I give it to you. Let us be so very careful how we make people feel. Let's be careful how we look at people. Let's be careful of our posture, our body language. I wrote in my book, Better Than Yesterday. I'm talking to the church, y'all. I'm talking to the super Christians. I'm talking to the people that forget that they haven't always been saved. The people that feel like um, God only sees them. Y'all catch what I'm saying. Just don't be judgmental. And I wrote in the book Better Than Yesterday in a proverb called, You See My Flaws, But God Sees Me Differently. And what that is meaning, what that says is, people might come to church with purple hair, yellow hair, tattoos, earrings, and the nose and the mouth, but be thankful that they are there. Be thankful that they entered into the house of God. Be mindful that they could have been anywhere else in the world, but they chose to be in the house. And it is my prayer since they came to the house of God that God would feed their hearts. God would feed their emotions. God would feed their mind. Because you cannot skin a fish before you catch it. The word of God also says that love and kindness have I drawn thee. You can draw a person with love versus throwing them away with judgment. You judge them immediately, they may not never come back. And there's a lot of bloody-handed people. Sorry. Take it, eat it, swallow it. Take the dosage. Take the medication. Take the Word of God. The Word of God is our truth, and we have to live in truth. There are a lot of, lot of bloody-handed people that have caused people to go astray because of judgment, because of opinions. Everybody have not been born in church. Everybody have not been raised in a home with a mother and a father that were Christians. Some people coming to church are just blessed to be there because the Holy Spirit allowed them to make it to the house of God. So remember, my sisters, be careful. <laughs> God always checks me and say, Vicki, be careful. And remember, remember when you didn't have it all together. Remember when you didn't know the word like you do now. I thank God for love. <laughs> Ooh, I thank God for the love of God. So with that said, be the light, be a change agent of positivity.
be a change agent that would pour and pour and pour love, buckets of love, gallons of mercy, tons of grace to somebody that may not look like you. And be careful how you entertain strangers because it may be Jesus or an angel and you are unaware. God comes and he brings situations and people to test the posture of our hearts. Have an amazing month. Have an amazing week. Have an amazing day. And know that you are loved. You are valued. And Jesus cares about you. And until the next time, my sisters, blessings to you and your village. And again, don't forget to write me at VickiLynnKemp.com. Check me out on Instagram at Lady Vicky L. Kemp. Until the next time again, love and peace. Blessings. Hey, Shook.